Hi, this is David. Eating right is often hard these days, but eating better is easy with Factor's ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. With Factor, there's no prep and no mess. Their meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. What are you waiting for? Discover Factor's wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash living50 and use code living50 to get 50% off. That's code living50 at factormeals.com slash living50 to get 50% off. Thank you. Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Today's reading was edited and adapted from The Royal Path of Life by T.L. Haynes and L.W. Yagi, published in 1882. Good temper is like a sunny day. It sheds its brightness on everything. No trait of character is more valuable than the possession of good temper. Home can never be made happy without it. It is like flowers springing up in our pathway, reviving and cheering us. Kind words and looks are the outward demonstration. Patience and forbearance are the sentinels within. If a person has a quarrelsome temper, let them alone. The world will soon find them employment. They will soon meet with someone stronger than themselves, who will repay them better than you can. How sweet is the serenity of habitual self-control! How many stinging self-reproaches it spares us! When do we feel more at ease with ourselves? Then when we have passed through a sudden and strong provocation without speaking a word or in undisturbed good humor? When, on the contrary, do we feel deeper humiliation than when we are conscious that anger has made us betray ourselves by word, look, or action? Nervous irritability is the greatest weakness of character. It is the sharp grit which aggravates friction and cuts out the bearings of the entire human machine. Nine out of every ten people we meet are in a chronic state of annoyance. The least unwelcome thing sets them in a mood. There are people, yes many people, always looking out for slights. They cannot carry on their daily interactions without finding that some offense has been made. They are as touchy as hair triggers. 
If they meet an acquaintance who happens to be preoccupied with personal business, they attribute their abstraction to something personal about themselves and take umbrage accordingly. They continually lay on others the fruits of their irritability. Heartburn makes them see impertinence in everyone they come in contact with. Innocent persons, who never dreamed of giving offense, are astonished to find some unfortunate word or momentary silence mistaken for an insult. To say the least, this habit is unfortunate. It is far wiser to take the more charitable view of our fellow beings and not suppose that a slight is intended unless the neglect is open and direct. After all, life takes on its hues in a great degree from the color of our own mind. If we are frank and generous, the world will treat us kindly. If, on the contrary, we are suspicious, people learn to be cold and cautious with us. Let a person get the reputation of being touchy, and everybody is under restraint, and in this way the chances of an imaginary offense are vastly increased. Do we not find in households many men and women who are jealous, exacting, and have a temper that will be swayed by nothing? We ought to make in our homes the outward and visible life work of this spiritual and transcendent life. There can be nothing too graceful, truthful, and generous for the household in which we live. It is said of Socrates that whether he was teaching the rules of an exact morality, whether he was answering corrupt judges, or was receiving a death sentence, or swallowing the poison, he was still the same man that is to say, calm, quiet, undisturbed, intrepid, in a word, wise to the last. Like flakes of snow that fall unperceived upon the earth, the seemingly unimportant events of life succeed one another. As the snow gathers together, so are our habits formed. No single flake that is added to the pile produces a sensible change, and no single action creates an individual's character. But as the tempest hurls the avalanche down the mountain and overwhelms the inhabitants below, so passion, acting upon the slow accumulation of small pernicious habits, may overthrow the edifice of truth and virtue. It is a very dangerous thing to associate closely with those who are always irritable and quick to take offense, for we could sit more safely on the horns of a bull than to live in quietness with such characters. We therefore should form no friendship with persons of a wrathful temper, and go no farther than is needful with someone of a fiery and unrestrained spirit. My advice is to keep cool under all circumstances, if possible. Learn to command your feelings and act prudently in all the ordinary affairs of life. This will better prepare you to meet sudden emergencies with calmness and fortitude. 
If you permit your feelings to be ruffled in small matters, you will be thrown into a whirlwind when big events overtake you. And always remember that it does no good to get angry. None of us are the better for it. It really is a torment. And when the storm of passion has cleared away, it leaves us to see that we have been a fool. And we have made ourselves a fool in the eyes of others too. Destructive anger, when it becomes strong, is called wrath. When it makes outrages, it is fury. When it becomes fixed, it is termed hatred. And when it intends to injure anyone, it is called malice. All these harmful passions spring from anger. Frequent fits of anger produce a malignant habit in the soul, which oftentimes results in unending bitterness and melancholy. The mind becomes peevish and querulous, and is wounded by the least little thing. Anger is such a headstrong and impetuous passion that the ancients called it a short madness. And indeed there is no difference between an angry person and a madman, while the fit continues, because both are void of reason and blind for that moment. It is a disease that, where it prevails, is no less dangerous or deforming to us. It swells the face, agitates the body, inflames the blood, and casts us into all kinds of danger. Of course, no person is obliged to live so free from passion as not to show some resentment, and it is rather stoic stupidity than virtue to do otherwise. Anger may glance into the breast of a wise man or woman, but it rests only in the bosom of fools. Fight hard against a hasty temper. Anger will come, but resist it strongly. A spark may set a house on fire. A fit of passion may give you cause to mourn all the days of your life. Never revenge an injury. When Socrates found himself growing angry, he would check it by speaking softly, in opposition to the feelings of his displeasure. If you are conscious of being in a passion, keep your mouth shut, for words increase it. Many a person has dropped dead in a rage. Fits of anger bring fits of disease. Whom the gods would destroy, they first drive mad. And the example is a good one for our imitation. If you would demolish an opponent in an argument, first make them as mad as you can. Anger is the most criminal and destructive of all the passions. The only one that not only bears the appearance of insanity, but often produces the wildest form of madness. It is difficult indeed sometimes to mark the line that distinguishes the bursts of rage from the bursts of frenzy. So similar are its movements, and too often equally similar are its actions. A passionate temper renders you unfit for advice, deprives you of your reason, robs you of all that is either great or noble in your nature. It makes you unfit for conversation, destroys friendship, 
changes justice into cruelty, and turns all order into confusion. Angry and choleric people are as ungrateful and unsociable as thunder and lightning, being in themselves all storm and tempest. But quiet and easy natures are like fair weather, welcome to all, and acceptable to all. They gather together what the other disperses, and reconcile all whom the other incenses. As they have the good will and the good wishes of all other people, so they have full possession of themselves, have all their own thoughts at peace, and enjoy quiet and ease in their own fortunes, whatever it may be. But what about the angry? Who thinks well of an ill-natured, churlish person who has to be approached in the most guarded and cautious way? Who wishes them for a neighbor or a partner in business? Will a fit of passion make the wind more favorable, the ground more productive, the market soar higher? Will a bad temper draw customers, pay debts, and make creditors more understanding? The angry individual adds nothing to the welfare of society. They may do some good, but the final ledger will show more hurt in the end. We have seen anger make wives unhappy, alienate husbands, ruin children, derange all harmony, and disturb the quiet of a whole neighborhood. Anger, like too much wine, hides us from ourselves, but exposes us to others. Some people seem to live in a perpetual storm. Calm weather can never be expected while in their company. Suddenly, when you least expect it, without any adequate reason, and almost without any reason at all, the sky becomes black, and the wind rises, and there is a growling thunder and pelting rain. You can hardly tell where the tempest came from. What people lack in reason for their opinions, they are apt to supply and make up in rage. Lastly, remember this. Never grow angry because you cannot make others as you wish them to be, since you have yet to make yourself what you truly wish to be. We are all on our own paths of growth and self-development. Don't allow anger to stunt that growth and the joy that flows from it.